Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. We're studying the subject of redemption. We have been looking at creation, and there's much in what is revealed in the Word of God about creation that we just don't know. And, you know, I I really don't, you know, I'm not big on filling in the blanks with things I don't know. Sometimes you can read between the lines and and there's something the Lord is saying there. Amen. But I've heard people really get into the the ditch by by just, you know, thinking something may be there. If it's not there, it's not there. Amen. So it's easy to stick with the simplicity of the Word of God. So we see this awesome being, God, uh, manifesting himself in a very unique way. Uh, God the Father, uh, God the Word, God the Spirit, and all three of these entities which make one God, the Trinity, amen, uh, they came together and God began to speak into existence everything we know as the world today and the world as we know it. He put it in order. He gave it purpose. It began to function in the way in which he uh, uh, purposed it to function. Uh, He put man there. Now, this is what we must understand about about man. When God put man upon the earth, he put man upon the earth to rule the earth. Now, now I don't think we understand the the real fullness of what that means, but it, it was literally God in heaven with his creation, his family upon the earth, and, and the man on the earth takes care of the earth, and the God in heaven takes care of heaven. You, do you understand that? And, you know, in that, that removes a lot of the, a lot of the doubt when it comes to uh, predestination things and Calvinistic things, which, you know, all of this divine design. There is divine design, but you have to look at it through redemptive eyes. Amen? You say, why are you saying that? Well, because there are people today that think God is intricately involved with people's sin and unrighteousness trying to get them to God through their sin and unrighteousness. Amen? That's very popular these days, and it goes counter to the laws that God put into the world in creation. Listen, you're a free moral agent upon this earth. There is something of God that has kept you from being instantaneously destroyed, and that is we are living in what's called the acceptable year of the Lord, which is a time of grace and mercy in which God has placed upon the earth for 2,000 years in which His grace and mercy cover us and keep the adversary of God from from destroying us apart from our will. Amen. So, you know, the enemy's always trying to, to, to mess with the will of man to bring destruction upon the earth, to bring death upon the earth, but you still have the will to live for God. You can will to live in life or you can will to live in death. We see that very plainly in creation where God made man. He made them man and woman in the spirit realm first and then he put them up on the earth in what I like to call a license, a body, something that physically gave them the right to be here. Amen. And then God gave them certain commands or he gave them what I like to call charges to take dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, to take dominion over the earth, to replenish the earth. Several of them, we talked about them the last couple of of weeks that are divine laws of God that still are unique in the earth. Then we see in the garden itself, which was a beautiful paradise that God had made for his creation, another entity in that garden, but he was there illegally. 
Now, that's another something you must understand, especially as we progress down this, what I like to call redemptive road, because many times people kind of shut down on this type of thinking because they think, well, it's not need specific. It's not speaking to my, my physical need or my financial need or the need in my marriage, where in reality, it's the, it's the answer to all of your needs. To, to, to see and understand the big picture. Amen. And in this understanding that we see being created in the likeness and image of God to operate in the laws of God, we still have the right to do that by our own will. You say, what do you mean by that? A man or a woman even on the earth who does not know God can speak death into their life or life into their life by what they say. A human law that has never been superseded or suspended. So we must understand by these own laws that God put into the earth, he brought redemption to the earth. God did nothing illegal. When the Bible says if the princes of this world would have known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They were not talking about some trick God did or some illegal act. You say, why? Because God, God operates in the light. Satan operates in the darkness. And all God did was operate in the light. The devil didn't have enough sense to see it. He never has had. <laughs> I like to say it like this. He's never won, and you're not going to be his first victory. <laughs> you should have got more happy than that. Amen? You're not going to be his first victory. Now, verse 15. I want us to look at verse 15 of chapter 3. This is the beginning of something. We mentioned it, but I wanted to go back and look at it, and then we'll go into chapter 4. And don't get me wrong, we're not going to go, you know, verse by verse and chapter by chapter throughout the entire book of Genesis of the Bible. We're just, we're, we're, we're digging into creation right now to have a foundation for redemption. You understand that? That God operates by certain laws. I like to say this, there's a protocol to God you have to understand. You know, when I, was, when I first came back to the Lord, I, I, there are some people that tried to tell me, you know, I was going up to, to one place up in Tulsa and there was somebody up there that was flowing in the power of God, the Holy Ghost, and, and had great success in their ministry. And there was peop, other people that were saying, well, that wasn't of God. And, and then I started going to Lakewood and there were people that were saying, well, that's, that wasn't of God. But you know, here's what I determined. That's not what that looks like. That doesn't look like that's not of God. I wasn't that smart. I wasn't that, I was only a few months into, into, into serving the Lord after being away from the Lord for a long time. And I had enough sense to look at that and go, <laughs> they can tell me that ain't a God, but I'm telling you, it looks, it looks like, sounds like, feels like, tastes like, there's something else there. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ooh, I don't want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> this begins the process, the answer to the curse that comes into humanity through this fall. Now, remember what we determined this was. This was an act of, of treason, but it was an act of treason that only one individual could, or one couple could be a part of. It's like you and I, there are certain crimes we can't commit. Did you know that? 
because we don't have the we don't have the rank, we don't have the authority, we don't we don't have we don't have the information. But if you've got the information, you can sell out. You can sell out this nation. If you have the authority, you can take and give the authority of the nation away if you've got it. And in the man, God put the authority. He put the dominion. And God expected man to walk in that authority and the, that dominion, not as a robot or, or some, you know, uh, some kind of being that had no will of its own. No, he wanted someone that would see his glory and see his, see his glory in creation. We'll get into this as we get into uh, some of the letters to the church. See his glory in creation. See the, his glory in his word in God. See his glory in, his, in the spirit and see his glory in himself. Christ in, in you, the hope of glory. See, that's what man lost in the garden. He lost that glory, that covering of God. He came in. He said, I'm naked and I was afraid. I'm naked. He said, who told thee you were naked? And he began to blame. That blame has been in humanity. That's exactly what's wrong with, with humanity. It's run through the course of history and, and mastated in all kinds of ways where today it's almost scary to think of what could happen. You say, why? Because of the original sin. But immediately, not, not, not three books later, not, not, not into the New Testament, but immediately upon the fall, God spoke the answer. That, that, listen, you say, well, what point does that, that, what difference does that make, Pastor? That's no big deal. Yes, it is, because we're in Genesis, which are the laws of God, and it shows us how quickly God can respond to your problem if you'll just allow him to. Amen. He's already there with the answer. He's already there with the answer. He's already there. And how many times in your own life have you prayed and you've sought God and when the answer came, you thought, well, it was already there. It was already there. Well, glory to God, it was already there. That's exactly how God operates. So here's his response. He says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, that's, that's, that's kind of like a riddle, isn't it? Sounds kind of like a, some type of a spiritual riddle or something. But if you notice what, what it says, it says, I will put an enmity, I will put, a, I will put a distance, one translation says. One says, I will put an extreme agitation between. Amen. Now, he's speaking to the serpent, but he's not just speaking to the snake. He's speaking to who, who's in the snake. That's who he's speaking to. He's speaking to the enemy of God and the enemy of man. Amen. And he said, now, that, I'm a, there's something going to be in between. He said, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, notice this. Between thee and the woman, and between thy seed. He never mentions the man. This spiritual equation, which this is the first, if somebody ever asks you the question, you'll know, because you came to church on Wednesday night. <laughs> Isn't that cool? If somebody were ask, was to ask you, what is the first redemptive scripture? What is the first scripture that gave hope after the fall? What is the first thing that God said that gave us a reason to expect one day God's going to clean all this mess up? And he's going to give us back the life God created us to have? 
There's not going to be all this hate. There's not going to be all this war. They're going to lock down this evil garbage for a thousand years. Uh, he may be turned loose for the season at the end of that. We'll study that when we study the end times of the last days. But here's the reality. God birthed us, gave us a new birth into victory. And the beginning seed of that new birth is this scripture right here. And it gives us hope because it's what? The seed of the woman. The woman provides. What does she provide? She provides that which is necessary for the seed to be implanted. And not the seed of fallen humanity in whose veins run blood that is tainted. Now you have to remember that if you're taking notes, write that down. Amen? In whose veins his blood is tainted by the fall. Now, as we get in a little further, maybe touch on it a little tonight, get in it more uh, next time I'm here. This residue of the glory of God, even after the fall resided in humanity, God had no desire to reproduce after the fall. Man did it anyway because it was the command of God. We'll, so we'll show you just in a moment how procreation begins. But all of a sudden, this glory that man has created in is gone. And the darkness of man forever being separated from God, as we've already talked about, death and what death means to humanity. Anybody remember? Separation. Separation from God, spiritual death. Spiritual death upon the earth long enough in your physical body, you will physically die. Physical death, separation from the body. Dying in that state, separated from God, takes you to a place of eternal death. Oh, but thank God. For God so loved the world. For you know the scripture that said that the seed of the woman, we are living on the other side of that. And I don't know about you, when I study the Word of God and I study the brutality of man and what he's done to himself all down through the ages of time and this 6,000 years, I am so grateful. I am so thankful. I'm living when I'm living, knowing what I know in order to be a part of what God's doing these last days. Now, here's this word that was spoken. I will put enmity... Let me read it in the, in the uh, Amplified. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise and tread your head underfoot, and you will, and you will lie in wait and bruise his heel. And I, and I, that's that part of that really. You're going, what are, what are they? Now, you can study into the Hebrew and where it leans more toward the oriental side of languages, this comes out of a tradition of the heel of the conqueror being bruised or being bruised in the heel by the one he conquers. Which is that which shows between the seed of the woman, amen, and the seed of God, there's going to be a problem there's going to be a striking. There's going to be a harassment, one translation says. There's, there's, there, there's going to be an opposition. There's going, to, there's going to be an opposition against 
your spirituality, your light, your forward momentum in manifesting the glory of God in your life. Resistance to the life and light of God. But the good news is, <laughs> greater is he that's in us than he that's in the earth. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thanks be unto God that causes us always to try. Isn't it good to be on this end looking down? Now, how's my time? Oh, I'm doing all right. It just seems like I'm long-winded. <laughs> the Bible says that in the last days, you're going to have to endure sound teaching. So you have to sit there and endure it. Amen? At one church, you know, the preacher was preaching and the guy on the second row fell asleep. And so the preacher looked at his wife and said, wake him up. And his wife said, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Verse 1, chapter 4, Adam knew his wife, knew Eve his wife. She conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was the keeper of sheep, but Cain was the tiller of the ground. Now notice this, and in the process of time, that's an inter interesting phrase. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and, it, and to his offering he had not respect. Cain was, was very wroth, very angry. His countenance fell. The Lord said unto him, Cain, why art thou, why, art, why, why are you so angry? Why, why are you wroth? And why is your countenance fallen? He says, it, if thou doest well, now listen to this, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall his desire, unto he, unto he shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Now literally, if you study this and go look at some other translations, God is showing us in, 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 in vivid color choice. Choice. That's what he's doing. That's what he's showing us. Now, in the process of time, 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 time showing us that it's moving now. There was no evidence of time being in motion in the garden before the fall. No evidence of it. No evidence of it. No talk of seasons. There was only talk of what? Day and night. Amen? So now we're, now we're in gear now. You say, what do you mean in gear? The curse has brought us in to the realm of time that we know right now. You say, are there other realms of time? I'm sure there are. I don't know anything about them though. And neither do you. But I know that God lives in a realm of timelessness and can manipulate the realm of time and he can also work in any area of time that has ever existed in the future, now, or in the past. You say, why? Because he's God. Amen? So now we see man upon the earth beginning to obey the command of replenishment upon the earth. The Bible talking about Adam uh, knowing his wife. Conception took place. A child came to the earth. And so here is the, the offspring. He said, well, Pastor, he's the first offspring of the earth. Uh, where, does, where does his wife come from later? Where do all the wives for these other boys come from? What happened? Now listen, those, those are questions that the Bible does not answer absolutely. 
Did you know that? And I've heard all kinds of speculation to people about who think they know. But here's the thing. When we stick with the Word of God, we, here's what we determine. We know as much as God wants us to know. Yeah. Yeah. Alan and I learned that as boys under Brother J.R. Goodwin. When, when, when the Word of God creates big questions in your intellect, many times that's, that's not God doing that. Do you understand that? That that's not God doing that. When you say, well, you know, where, where were those women and who were they? And then you get into the rest of this chapter and the other chapters as we proceed toward the flood and toward Noah. Amen. And these people on the earth are living hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and all these uh, demonic forces are in the earth procreating with, with women upon the earth. And, and all these crazy races are coming up. And all these, these crazy giants are being manifested. And the earth gets saturated with evil and violence and wickedness. And the very, the very essence of what man was created in the likeness and the image of God was, was tainted and twisted. Amen. And, our, and, the, and the earth became, literally became a cesspool of evil. Now we know this, this first, we could get into this first thing that happened to the human family. This is, uh, this is, this is our uh, family history. You know, at our house we have... We have uh, uh, Books, albums that we go to, Hawaii and Nicaragua and Ireland and, and hunting, uh, fishing. You know, we can open them up. And, and, and most of the people in there are our family, our family and friends. Y'all have the same thing. Well, well here's, our, here's, our, here's, our, here's, our, here's our family album. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm white. Oh, wait a minute. I'm black. Well, you're going to have to figure it all out. Because it don't work. It don't work in this realm. Amen. Amen. No, no, we're all human. Amen. I said we're all human. Uh, Paul, said, uh, Paul said it in, in Acts chapter 16. Well, when we look at that, you see, he says we're all, we're all of one blood. We're all of one family. Amen. But this curse, so, so we can see many types and shadows in this story of Cain and Abel. Cain being the firstborn, Cain tilling the ground. We know from Genesis chapter 3 that the ground is cursed at this point. And Cain brought forth out of the curse. A type of sin. That's what sin is. The iniquity, which is the curse, you bring forth out of the curse. And that's the breaking of the commandments of God. Amen. You say, what do you mean by that? There was no commandments written. But there are commandments that are put into man just because he is human. He is a human created in the likeness and the image of God. Amen. You ever just met a good person? You know why they're good? They've chose to be. They've chose to be. But the problem with that is their goodness will never get them to heaven because of what has happened here. The problem, and if we all conclude it and boil it down to one simple equation... Easy to understand, it is this. Adam and the woman in what's going on is a type of being born again in reverse. Going from life to death. Going from darkness to light. In the family, going from peace and tranquility and bro yeah, being my brother's keeper? I hope you've answered that question. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. Absolutely you are. Because we're not under the curse. I said we're not under the curse. 
But we see this in the story of Cain and Abel, and we see all of a sudden other emotions. Anger. He's angry. Why is he angry? Because he was, he was rejected. And whenever there's rejection, there's either opportunity for correction or anger. When God's con concerned or it's something that God is doing in your life. That's why a lot of people, when they get corrected, they think they're getting rejected. When you're not getting rejected, you're getting corrected to bring you into the blessing. Now, that's exactly what God said. Now, listen to this. Hallelujah. Let me read it in the Amplified. There, verse 7. Speaking to Cain, after he was so, the Bible says in the Amplified, he was exceedingly angry and indigent. The first War on the earth was a religious war between two brothers over the offering. Now you laugh, but that's exactly what happened. And in reality, when I teach from the side of faith, the bottom line is Abel gave by faith. Abel gave by faith. Hebrews 11, he gave by faith a more excellent sacrifice. Amen? Amen? So we can talk about the ground being cursed, and when it comes right down to it, obviously here's another reality that's being established. There's communication between God and fallen humanity. Oh, you should have ran around the church. We still got six or seven minutes. You could have run around the church and <laughs> sat back down and got your breath back. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. So these emotions, he's angry, he's raw. He's, and then, then, then he murders his own brother. He, he, he takes on the nature of the one that had entered into humanity, the destroyer. The thief cometh not but to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And immediately in generation number one, it shows up. Iniquity, the motivation on the inside. Something that presents an a, 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 a equation in front of you in which you must choose good or evil in order to address that situation. But now man has eaten of the tree of the what? The knowledge of good and evil. So he has, he has literally exempted himself from being able to see it from a righteous angle. Because he's now disconnected from God and his spiritual eyes are now closed and his natural eyes are open. Yeah. Now he sees himself naked and afraid and hiding from the voice of God. And when caught by God in God's loving compassion, instead of falling down upon his face and asking for redemption immediately at the moment and asking for redemption from the woman, he blames the woman, indirectly blaming God for the entire scenario. Again, manifesting the nature of the adversary that fell from heaven, Lucifer or Satan. <laughs> Thank God for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, just, just isn't this good? I could do this till the, till the sun came up in the west. But, you know, I've lived on this for, for almost 40 years. And it is the bread of life that continually, perpetually feeds you. Who you are, what you have, what you can do in Christ. And when you see the big picture of not only what happened, but how God brought in the fix. How he legally, he didn't, he didn't listen, 
He didn't go over the wall. He came through the gate. Because the established law of entrance into the earth was the womb of the woman. You can't come outside the womb. You can't do it. If you do, you're a thief, you're a robber, and you're a liar. They were warned. Take dominion over the creeping thing. Something's going to come creeping in there. That, that iniquity began between Cain and Abel, continued in the family. You can continue to read the story. And in, in reality, what is happening is man is awakening to himself. Now think about that. Is man awakened to himself in the pristine environment of just being either first or second or third generation humanity upon the earth? still having the residue of God on the inside of them enough to where they can communicate with God and understand what he's telling them. Not only that, live hundreds of years upon the earth and procreate for all of those hundreds of years. Amen? And then have to figure out how to die. But you know, every generation, that sin and that iniquity got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And that violence and that iniquity is the same thing the same brand of violence, iniquity, and perversion that we see today. Jesus himself said, as in the days of Noah. That's what we'll pick up next time we come into the days of Noah. That, that dispensation there in which the sons of God begin to come down, begin to cohabitate with the daughters of men, begin to create uh, races of who knows what. Many of the legends and myths of the world came out of that. Much of the occult was established during that time. Evil practices summoning up all kinds of craziness, demanding all kinds of blood sacrifice from all kinds of uh, uh, literally perverse acts and perverse things, literally man humbling himself and submitting himself to the whims of the fallen one from heaven that only seeks to destroy man. I think that's the stupidest thing in the world to be a Satanist. Amen. I mean, that's like being picked, being picked last for dodgeball. Amen. I never got picked very soon for dodgeball. But when I was a junior, I went to a big high school that had 7,000 students there. as my junior year and so, you know, I'd grown up with most of the people that were there, played football with them, all that type of stuff. So we had this big dodgeball thing going on. And there was this big dude named Mark Miller. He was uh, played on the football team, was a, was a blocking guard. And it was me and him. He was a senior, I was a junior. And I was this little skinny 120 pound, you know, soaking wet. And I got my dodgeball and, you know, everybody's rooting for him, rooting for him. And he threw and he missed me. And he was standing from about here to, here to Brian. And I popped him and I was the hero for a day. So I'm telling you that because that counters the one where I was standing in line and my teacher said, turn the light off and on. And I went and turned the light off and on, but that's not what she said. And so I ended up warped for life and God is still helping me, <laughs> still helping me recover from those wounds. Thank God for dodgeball. We see also different crafts and skills. Music upon the earth. Working with metals. 
all of these different things that's going to be used, man inflicting upon himself to put himself into bondage and into slavery. Because at the end of the day, the ultimate uh, a quest of man upon the earth is for power upon the earth to control. Because man upon the earth in control feels like that he has the power of eternity, which is one of the greatest lies. You've got to put your, put your life in the hands of the one that, that, that doesn't have the power, that is the power. That is the power. So man begins the process of moving further and further and further and further away from God. Now, you know, I, I've seen books written and all, all kinds of things preached and things surmised about, you know, these, these super beings supposedly that came out of that dispensation of time. Here's the thing. The best thing to do is to leave them in the page of the Bible. Because number one, even if they do exist in hordes today, you have authority over them in the name of Jesus. Amen. I had somebody say that one time. Say, you know, what about those people that lived back in the day? When the, I said, doesn't matter. The name of Jesus still gives you authority over them. You still have power no matter who they are, no matter how they show up. <laughs> Years ago, this back in the, in the late 80s, and we were traveling and preaching, and, and during, the, during the wintertime, I'd go duck hunting, and they found some of those cows over there in Chambers County that had been mutilated. That'll sober up a cowboy real quick. So we're sitting in a, in a waffle house over there, and one of them's telling the story about, you know, these two, two cows that were found that were, you know, there was no blood, and they were surgically, these things were surgically. And so uh, one guy said, well, it's Satanist. It might be Satanist. It's Satanist. And the other guy said, well, it might be, might be a, a, a UFO or a, or a space alien. I mean, they were serious. They were, they were, and so that one of them looked at me and said, well, what would you do? I said, well, I wouldn't care if it was a Satanist or a space alien. I'd look at that sucker in the name of Jesus and I'd say, get out of here. I'm trying to hunt this place today. <laughs> they all looked at me and said, I'm going with him. <laughs> Amen. See, we've got authority. But we lost it. We had authority. We had a power. We had dominion. It was our, that's, our that's our family history. But when we bowed our knee, bowed our knee to Satan, we came under that curse. And even the ground was cursed. Yeah. Even the ground was cursed. You'll see that it's, the ground's not cursed today. Amen. You'll see that in the Word. But as we, we slowly, and you say, why are you doing that? Here's why. I'm going very slowly, especially through these foundational things. I want you to hear things. I want you to hear them over and over. Over and over. He said that last week. He said that two weeks ago. Good. Good. You're listening. You're hearing. Because over and over, you'll begin to say, oh, well, now that's who I am. Well, that's why that was that. Well, that's why, that's why sin was so. Well, that's how I was. Uh, you'll understand those things. You won't have a great explanation that satisfies your mind. You'll have an understanding that produces faith. So when all these crazy doctrines and all these signs and wonders and miracles connected to doctrines of devils, Amen. So you mean not gonna, we're not going to see no signs? No, we're going to see the real thing. Amen. Just like we've been seeing. Just like we've been experiencing. That which is supernatural, not sensational. In which everybody looks at the person and goes, ooh and ah. No, we want people to see Jesus. Amen. See him in his glory. See him in his honor. See him magnified. See him glorified. Amen. Because Christ hath redeemed us. Amen. 
from the curse of the law. Jesus being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is anyone that hangs on a tree that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That we might be partakers of the Spirit of God by faith. Blessed, 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 blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in our bodies, blessed in our baskets, plenty in goods, the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. We lend and do not borrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Father. See, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. But you're going to have to work on your sobriety. Why well, I quit smoking the bong. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking I'm talking about you can come under the influence of the spirit of this age so easy. A newscast, an article, be careful. Oh, be careful. How'd the little song go? Oh, be careful, little. That's, yeah, that's your ears what you hear, little eyes what you see, for the Father up above is looking down in love. Be careful. Don't drink of the poison of this world system. You don't have to. Well, I got to work in it every day, but you don't have to live in it. You're in the world, but not of the world. Keep your confession strong. Keep your heart right. Come to Island Church. We'll get you encouraged. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll, we'll play, uh, pray the blues right out of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Don't forget tomorrow night, come to prayer. Man, we've been having such, such powerful prayer meetings. They're so good. God is so stirring. And I think we're going to have, let's have prayer Sunday night. How about that? You say, it's Memorial Day weekend. I'd rather, I'd rather pray. You say, why? Because i got a lot of stuff coming up, and so do you. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, God is good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, if you will. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let me say this as we close. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. There's a lot of things that are being said out there, and there may be some of them very, very true. But the good news, good news is God knew you'd be alive in this day and hour. Amen? He, he, he knew you'd face these challenges. He knew the thoughts the enemy would try to put in your mind. And I know there's a real battle in the realm of the mind for, people, for people's attention. A lot of problems, situations. Ah, I want your attention. I want your attention. Then what's going on in the world? Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Sure we have. We've all heard. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's all in competition for your attention. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But remember what Proverbs says. My son or daughter, attend to my word. Climb thine ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Why, Pat? For their life. For their life, for you have found it. And it's health for all your flesh. Oh, it's health for all your flesh. You ought to just, you ought to just think about that sometime. And just stand there and just say, I receive that. Oh, the very essence and power of that word. The word of power. Hallelujah. Working in my body. Working in my mind. Working in my health. Working in my finances. Thank you, Jesus. Fathers, we leave tonight. Thank you for your protection and safety. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Thank you, Lord, in our travels on the highways, airways, and seaways. You keep us. You protect us. Thank you in the righteous labor of our hands. The resource we handle 
Thank you, Lord. We're not subject to accidents, trauma, terror, evil plans of the, uh, of the wicked devil or evil men. Thank you, Lord, in our investments. We have wisdom. Lord, in the midst of decrease, we declare increase. We say when others step back, we'll step forward. We thank you, Father, that against the backdrop of the darkness of this age, a light is shining here at Island Church. And it's you, Jesus, the light of the world, the light of the world. We leave tonight walking in faith and love towards you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being with us here tonight. Your word, your spirit, we're so encouraged. Thank you, Heavenly Father. As we leave, we walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. Thank you, Father, that as we fellowship, the blood of Jesus is activated and we're cleansed from all sin and unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. As we leave, we declare we are the ambassadors that you've called us to be. Knowing that being ambassadors in Christ, whenever it's time, you pull the ambassadors so that judgment can come upon the earth. So we thank you here at Island Church. We stay ready. We stay ready, Lord. Covered by the blood. Powered by the word. And anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.